0: Drama Bonded.
1: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we are Drama Bonded, a podcast where we bond over the drama and trauma in the Bachelor multiverse and throughout Western pop culture. Hey. Hello. How's things? Uh,
0: Well, Jess and I and her husband Saul did like a kick ass workout today. Yeah. And
1: I think we're both just kind of a little wilty (laughs) from it. Um, Definitely. It was great, though. Yeah, that was fun. We don't work out with people, and we definitely don't do high-intensity stuff these days. So it was fun to, like, work a little harder, sweat a little more, and be accountable to people. Yeah, I felt like we got reacquainted with some, like, old-school CrossFit vibes. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was fun. Good times. Um, So we've got a doubleheader today. This week was both Hometowns and the Women Tell All. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Women Tell All is always a mixed bag, and I I mean, we'll get to it, but I feel like it just always over-promises, and is never how I want to spend an hour and a half of my time.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, but for some reason, this one especially felt very recappy and like not very eventful.
1: Yeah, we didn't learn anything.
0: Yeah, I was like, I just kept thinking, like, how long is this episode? When are we done? Um, so hopefully, just because I didn't feel like hometowns were very eventful either, like, that episode is usually pretty, um, I don't know, what is the word I'm looking for? Structured? Yeah. Like, there, not a lot happens in hometowns usually. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if we have to combine two episodes into one um, podcast episode, these two kind of work for that, I guess. Yeah,
1: I agree. Uh so we did a Pichio taste off. Oh yeah. For candy review. We
0: tried three different Pichios.
1: Yeah. Kroger, Albanese, and Trolley. Yeah, and um just
0: figured it out. We judged them on size, sweetness,
1: flavor, texture, and enjoyability. Enjoyability. We'll we'll post that to Instagram a little bit later this week. Well, I guess maybe a little earlier next week. Yeah. Um, but it was a good time. So hopefully we can provide you with some some useful information. Um. So the way we ranked them was first place was trolley. Yeah. Kind of far and away trolley. Yeah, it was the obvious winner. Albanese was good, but it was like it was too delicate for my taste. Like I want to be punched in the face with artificial flavor. (laughs)
0: Jess said that it had the essence of peach and it wasn't artificial peach
1: enough. Yeah. It was, I think mean, that's true. Like real peach and I don't eat candy. So like If I want a peach, I'll eat a peach.
0: That's very fair. <laughs> uh, last place was definitely Kroger. Kroger was a little bit more like grainy and the texture was
1: off and it also like didn't have as much peach flavor. Yeah, it was. it was definitely not like an old gummy because they're fresh, but it had... The feeling of being like a slightly harder or chewier gummy that maybe sat out a little too long even though they didn't yeah and i don't think they did like genuinely it just the texture was a little off and then there was a a, an after flavor that was not nice to taste in the back of your throat
0: and they were almost like coated in too much sugar
1: Yeah. I have actually learned this through baking. I haven't actually learned anything except for I don't know how people coat stuff in sugar successfully. Um, So I, you know.
0: I think you've learned a lot of things in baking.
1: Yeah, but my heart goes out to Kroger because clearly (laughs) they also need to figure out how to do this. I don't know. I was dipping like pistachio muffins or rolls and I, I envisioned this beautiful like morning button coming out covered in sugar and instead it was like clumps of sugar that looked like what it was which was sugar and melted butter it was not a good look so I think there is an art form to coating things in sugar and having them be not too much and also
0: probably tasted delicious
1: yeah they were they were amazing better than the the Kroger rings but it's still I don't know it's a weird phenomena like sugar should be sugar but it's not all sugar coated things are created equal
0: I also wonder if you need like a finer sugar not powdered sugar but a caster sugar yeah
1: yeah that could work I don't know. Look don't into know it.
0: Either. I'm not an expert sugar coverer.
1: Same. Sugar eater though. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're really we're really good at that.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, should we get into hometowns? And we start with a shower scene. Oh my god. My friend Appy texted me and was like, "They have to be trolling us at this point." And it sort of I feels think like it's a running joke.
0: Yeah. They have
1: absolutely. They've just edited it all in now after everybody has complained. But I. <laughs> I never want to see Zach in the shower again.
0: It's kind of at Zach's expense, at Zach's expense. So I do feel a little bad for him (laughs) because if I was being shown in the shower, you know, weekly, I think I would be really insecure about
1: it. Right, because Zach's not choosing that. I doubt that he's in the editing room being like, but we need to fit that in. Another one. Yeah. I do think the voiceover is worth noting. Uh, He says, and I really hope that, you know, all the families understand that really I'm just looking for the love of my life, which feels selfish to me. Like Zach is still bringing that energy of he's the main guy and everybody else is just like an NPC. Drunk on bachelor power. Yeah. And I was like, well, of course these families understand that, but so are, you know, their daughters, their sisters, their friends are also looking for the loves of their life. And hoping that they're not steamrolled by this show and by this man. So I just feel like Zach is still lacking some awareness of the women's experiences and all of this.
0: And the families care way more about their daughter, their sister, their, you know, than they do about Zach.
1: Yeah. Like, guy, you need to go in this with a lot more humility and hope that they graciously accept you into their homes. Can we just,
0: before we break anything down, The overarching experience for me was Zach's responses were terrible. Yeah. To like all of the
1: family conversations. Right. He did not seem prepared at all to have these conversations. And I think that was incredibly apparent apparent during Ariel's date.
0: And don't get me wrong. I can't imagine being in that situation. That would be really awkward, especially if you knew at this point who you were going to end up with. The fact that you're kind of going through the motions, meeting these women's families, and you're basically
1: like lying to them, right? Yeah. And it's hard because when you think about it, when you're dating anybody, you're meeting one family. Yeah. And he's And that's hard four. enough. Absolutely.
0: But three of the families, you know, probably, that you have no intention on ending up with their daughter. And the parents are asking really hard questions like, you know, obviously there's other women, so like what's special about so-and-so? Like what makes your connection unique? And Yeah, he just fell short. Yeah, I was so unimpressed with his responses.
1: Yeah. Zach has, I think, it looked like things were picking up there for a minute, but on the back end, we're getting the season we were kind of worried about getting.
0: Yeah, I think I mean, I don't want to be mean to Zach and I don't think it's necessarily Zach's fault, but I think Mm -hmm. I'm 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 at the point where I'm I'm over Zach. I'm like annoyed seeing him on my television. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. And I don't know if I always remember feeling that in other seasons, but I think it's maybe because he's so one note and it's almost like he's so predictable at this point that I'm I think I'm just worn out.
1: Yeah. This season has felt like four seasons. Long. It has felt really long. Uh, And it kind of has been. Well, we start with Gabby's date in Vermont. Wow. Vermont looks beautiful. It absolutely does. Uh, I can't decide if Gabby is actually that into syrup or if that was just the shtick that she was going with because it provided a good opportunity for a date. I mean, yeah. I'm, she's like Buddy the Elf over there. Like, Well, so
0: when she got out of the limo, she had Zach try maple syrup or take a
1: maple syrup shot. He did not like it. He didn't
0: like it. So if he didn't like it then, why are you forming your entire hometown date around this like maple syrup experience? I mean, I know that Vermont is known for maple syrup, but Vermont has to be known for other things
1: too. Yeah, and it's not like it's her family that's the top producer of yeah, maple like syrup. Yeah, maybe they
0: own a maple syrup production company. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, this is just something that comes from her state. Well, I was actually interested in watching them tap the tree for maple because I, I think that's interesting. And, but but they, they weren't successful. They just, like, quit. They made like, some funny sexual innuendos about the tree being warm and sticky and, and they were, like, fingering that the tree, tree and then yeah. they just, like, left.
1: That poor tree just got used and abused and yeah. left. Wow. Ugh, poor tree. Justice for that maple tree. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I also had to laugh. Um, Gabby was asking what she felt was a hard-hitting question, which was, will you be there for me when I am upset? <laughs> and man, I don't know about you, but that just like doesn't really strike me as a hard-hitting question. This whole like them talking about this, you know, before they met her family. I do think Gabby and Zach have really good energy together, but then also I just am so concerned that like they don't feel ready for engagement to me.
0: Right. I really like Gabby, and I liked seeing more of her personality in this episode. Um, I loved when she described herself as 95% cool. Um, But there's something about them as a couple that feels a little
1: immature. Yes. Like they just can't quite have – like, actually hard hard-hitting, conversation. hard-hitting conversations. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, guys, no, you need to be – it's not a matter of just being upset. It's, like, what it actually means to show up for somebody. Yeah, like, how do we work through conflict together? Mm-hmm. And Zach does not have a great batting average right now with that. Basically, like, any conflict sends you home, so.
0: I also – okay, so then we meet her family, and her family is lovely. Her Amazing. Sister, her and her sister look a lot alike, and her sister is newly engaged – yeah. And Gabby was like, "Oh my gosh, like I want to get engaged so that me and my sister can kind of like do this together and start families together." And while on the one hand, I think that's like if that magically worked out, like that's great. But also like get engaged because getting engaged is the right thing for you to do with you and and your partner at the right time and don't feel like you have to Make this huge decision in life just so you can keep up with your sister and raise a family the same time your sister does.
1: Yeah. Also, where does her sister live? Vermont? Where's Gabby going to live? I don't know. That's another good question. Why don't they talk about those things? Yeah. So you're going to raise families in different states apart? Like, this doesn't even seem like if you've really got some great notion of doing this together, there's going to be some road bumps. So, yeah, I also thought that was a little weird. I was like, "Oh, this feels a little too I've got a timeline mapped out and I'm going to stick to it no matter what and it doesn't really matter who, it's just a matter of when."
0: Yeah, and and maybe that's I don't know, maybe that's being a little harsh, but it's it should be about more about your connection with the person than it should be about your sister being engaged, I think.
1: Yes. I agree completely. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to her dad, though. Gabby's dad. He is the absolute sweetest. Wow. I loved how much he was into love. And he's like, oh yeah, first sight, you can do it. I yeah, saw your
0: mom across the cafeteria. Yeah. It was I I find it refreshing when um, you know, we always I would say like we generalize men as being the less emotional one in the relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's always so refreshing when, you know, we have the dads on these shows that really open up and are super vulnerable with their children and you can see how much they care about them. Um, And I loved how Gabby's mom was very much like open about being the more like logical one. Yeah. And and she was so lovely too. And
1: she just, (laughs) but she was all for her husband. It was his name, Kevin. Yeah. Like she like, clearly really loves her husband and is just like, oh, yep, that's Gavin. Yeah,
0: it was super cute. I liked her parents a lot.
1: I did too. And I love that like at the end, the family was really supportive of Gabby. They clearly really love her. She's got a good relationship with them. Like that's so cool to see. That's, that is kind of the stuff I'm here for. Like the family drama can, I mean, obviously be entertaining, but I do really love seeing a family that just genuinely loves each other and supports one another in their decisions no matter how wild they may be
0: (laughs) i will say i i think i wanted more drama just because (laughs) we have had no drama so when we got to ariel's date i was like yes let's go for sure (laughs) but um just uh i want to wrap up on gabby's date so gabby Doesn't tell him that she's falling in love with him.
1: No, she doesn't. And the show, surprisingly, did not make a big deal of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, That was interesting to me. But I did like that she has this moment where she says, don't forget about me. Because I think, like, if putting myself in her shoes, that would be a huge insecurity being first, knowing that he has, like, three other hometowns ahead of him. Yeah.
1: I don't think they've ever, at least as far as I know, like, the order also hasn't ever really been addressed. And for so all, we know she was first. we do know she was first, and I feel like in other seasons, that's not been as clear. And you always kind of wonder, like, how is this edited together? That's fair. Um, I love that the women are being honest about how much this like that that sucked. I appreciated Gabby showing some vulnerability there yeah. and just being like, "Damn, this like, is not going to be a good week for me,
0: yeah, that would be rough,
1: yeah. what What are you going to do?
0: <laughs> I wonder if they stay with their families or if they go back to California.
1: Yeah, another logistics question. I wonder that too, like are you allowed to just like quarantine?
0: Cuz it'd be so much better obviously if you could just stay with your family.
1: Yeah, cuz you've got weeks and weeks to catch up on and they can kind of just like help get you through it and then fly back. But also
0: from the show's perspective, it might be risky to have them like unless they're isolated at their home, they probably can't be like going around town if people know that they're filming.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know how it all works, but yeah, I agree. I've wondered that too. Um Anything else about Gabby's hometown? Um, No, I think I would have loved to go on Ariel's hometown date. That's what I felt too. They got pizza. They went to a Jewish deli. Yum. Ugh, all the food. I appreciated very much how game Zach was to try everything. Um, I think that does speak well to him that he just was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm... Tell me, I want to know.
0: And I loved how Ariel talked about New York. How she described New York as like an extension of her family, and New York is both male and female. It's like a unisex being in her in her life. And I was like, oh my gosh, Ariel!
1: Yeah, New York being non <laughs> non-binary and like important. And I do think that that's a big part of you know her Jewish culture. And it was incredibly groundbreaking that the show allowed her to speak about you know, her parents coming from Russia and being persecuted because they were Jewish and her being able to communicate how much, you know, her family coming over here and building this life meant to her. And I thought that was so cool and something the show has been sorely lacking up until this point.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really refreshing. And I it also made me appreciate Ariel and the moments we had with her family more. Um, Especially after she shared, like, her dad's views on what he thought the show was. Like, I'm sure it was hard for her parents to even,
1: like, come and be a part of this experience. Yeah, because they've worked so hard to build up a life. And then you're choosing to do this really unconventional, very public thing that has the potential to just not work out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boy, though, her family was intense. I don't know how I feel about Bobby. Well, first of all, interesting that they met at a winery
0: and not in someone's house.
1: Well, that's, I think, because New York homes are just like...
0: So teeny tiny. Nobody. But even, um, you know, I think it was pretty obvious that Katie's mom, they met in like an Airbnb. Like that wasn't Katie's mom's house.
1: Right. Because Katie is Canadian. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're not... Or if I didn't know that, I forgot. They're not from there. But like her family lives in New York, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, They could
1: also just not be interested in having a film crew come to their house. Like, that is really intimate and sort of invasive if you think about it. Having a bunch of people come set up and, like, a window into your home. I don't let just anybody in my house. I don't even answer the door if I don't know somebody's coming. Totally.
0: And I think that, um, I don't know how often, but I think it's probably fairly common in hometowns to
1: maybe film not at someone's house. Yeah, it gives, like, nobody's got home territory Going for them, then it's like neutral turf, and you can kind of fill it out a little differently. Uh, Bobby is going to beat Zach up. I feel like, yeah, he definitely is. um And Ariel did give him a heads up, like you need to be more worried about my brother. At, and that was very true. And I do appreciate it, like a protective brother, but also sometimes I feel like it gets taken a little too far. Like, yeah. ugh, come on. Like, she can think for herself. And he did say that. So I, he did have moments where he's like,
0: you know, Ariel knows what she's doing. Like, I trust her. But I he definitely
1: took advantage of the situation to put Zach on the spot. Yeah. And I guess from his perspective, too, your sister is this stunning, incredibly intelligent, well-spoken, just cool as shit human. And Zach and exhibited the opposite. This dopey man who, like... Cannot answer the most basic of questions. Oh, my gosh. I understand why Bobby was skeptical and just like, I don't understand what Ariel sees in you. I don't see how this is going to go forward. And And also, I give up a night for this. Like, what are we doing?
0: Zach's (laughs) performance… I mean, I I hesitate to use the word performance, but his responses to Bobby's questions, like, I was cringing. I think I was covering my eyes with my fingers. I was like, oh, dear God, this is hard to watch. I had to pause and go take a lap around the table. (laughs) I was like, I can't do it. Because, you know, sometimes you get these hard-hitting family members, but the lead can sometimes hang and kind of, like, hold their own and at least achieve some level of respect
1: with the family member. Zach did not get there. (laughs) No. Well, for him, I do think it was really cool that Bobby was like, well, why should she choose you?
0: Yeah. That was the one where I was like,
1: you're a good cook? Well, I know he said something else. What did he say? Oh, he's got a big heart. And that when he's committed to somebody, he gives his whole heart. Has
0: a big heart. Yeah, he gives his whole heart. Oh, and I'm a good cook.
1: Yeah, that's nervousness. What? (laughs) Yeah, lack of preparation.
0: On the one thing, I think this might be one of the only things we learned about Zach this season is that he's a good cook. had no idea. But after, um, you know, hearing his thing about
1: mustard on pancakes, I'm like, I I don't even know if I believe it. (laughs) Like, did you just throw something out there because you went... And ate pizza and went to a good Jewish deli. So you were trying to impress them? Oh, my God. I just wanted to, like, disappear into the couch when he said he was a good cook. Zach really, really, really struggled with this. And I super hilariously appreciated when Zach sat down with uh, Ariel's dad. Uh, I don't even know if I wrote down his name. Anyway... Zach was like, I don't know if you noticed, but like, I was really nervous when I first came in. And his dad was like, You still should. Yeah, you eat. should still be nervous, though. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dad, get it. Was and it? Sorry, go oh ahead. Oh, no. Well, I was just going to say, I think it was totally fair, too, when, you know, his dad says, Why do we have to show up to this and be 100% when you're showing up to this and you're 25% in? Yeah, so like, valid. That's good math. Love it. <laughs> Second, checks out. Yep. And also that's fair. Like why should at any point a family just buy into the lead? Because yeah, there are three other women and there's a 25% chance that Ariel's is going home at the end of this week.
0: Well, and I also think that that ties back in with what you originally said about Zach going into it kind of thinking like, oh, I hope that families understand. I'm just trying to find the love of my life when it's like. You have nothing to lose in this situation, but, like, the person they care about has everything to lose. Well,
1: yeah, the lead gets paid, I want to say, like, $100,000. Don't quote me on that, but, like, the lead is situated to, like, be okay to take that kind of time off and, like, be committed to this process. And I'm pretty sure that, like, a lot of the times, unless you come out the winner, you are just giving up upwards of, what, 10 weeks, maybe more of your life to this process to maybe be chosen, like, yeah, there's a lot to lose here. And I think also there's a lot more emotion on the table because Zach's having the time of his life. They're all dating one person, you know, like… Way higher risk. Yeah, and Zach just continues to show us that he's got no awareness of this. Um, And I appreciate that Ariel's family was just like, we're not taking this shit But at the end, they really communicated to Ariel. They're like, you know, we love you. We trust you. We support you. And I love that she came out beaming and Zach was like, whoa, what the fuck (laughs) just happened? She's like, that went amazing. And Zach was like, "Like, really? (laughs) That was good.
0: Do you know which of her family, I don't know if it was her dad or her brother that asked, um, how do you intend to reconcile different backgrounds? I thought that was a really good question.
1: I think that was... Again, Bobby. Yeah. And Zach did not. He did nothing like, to answer that question well. That is completely legitimate, especially like Jewish. And I don't know. Zach's probably generically Christian. Yeah. That is – an that's a big difference. And for her family to have fled the Soviet Union because they were Jewish and had to, like – I don't know. That just feels like a much deeper connection to your religion and like a much bigger part of who you are. And Zach just sort of flippantly being like, oh, well, yeah, we'll just make it work. N- no. How do you plan on addressing this? Like, yeah, How, like, are how-
0: actively are you guys both um- – participating in your religions but also the huge cultural difference about around both religions. Yeah,
1: how do you guys plan to integrate and figure out, you know, what's important to both of you? What's your game plan for 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 the wedding, for figuring yeah. out like what what church your kids going to go to? Like yeah, how are you going to do this? You have to think about this and just saying you're going to make it work. Let me tell you what. That's not family isn't forever. It doesn't come together. It is like any other relationship. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the time. You have to know what you're doing. And for Zach to just blow that off, I felt like it's just stupid.
0: And I, yeah, when he asked that question, I was just like, wow, that's such a, I want to know the answer to that question. And then Zach's response just left all of us wanting to the nth degree. So yeah,
1: like. Also, Zach, why have you not talked to Ariel about what's important to her? Like, why couldn't you come forward and be like, you know, these are the things Ariel's expressed to me. And, you know, these are things that we're going to work really hard to integrate into things. And, you know, I know that this is important, so I'm going to step up. It just was, yeah, nothing. So anything else about Ariel's hometown? Um, Oh, there was...
0: Um, One moment while her dad was asking Zach questions, um, Zach said something like in his answer, I could feel different in a week. Yeah. And that was another cringy moment where I was like,
1: what? Like, yeah, but you don't say that out loud. Oh, God. Yeah, let's jump over to Columbus, Georgia. Zach also just full-on admits to Nehemiah that he's just compartmentalizing and not thinking about any of these relationships as existing in one universe. (laughs) And, like, that may very well be true.
0: You should compartmentalize. He has the privilege to be in that position to do that, whereas other
1: people don't. Yeah, so, Zach, you need to, like, own that a little better and give these families an answer they deserve rather than deflecting and... Well, who knows how I'll feel next week. Yes, (laughs) Stupid. Like what? <laughs> She's fucking Christ out. I love that Charity's family was so important to her that that was the first thing they did. Yeah, was go have
0: big family spread.
1: Yeah, they called it a tailgate, but that's like just a barbecue, right? Where you just get together and that's what it looked like. Yeah. And I love that she had her girlfriends there. So fantastic. I love when friends get involved in things, too. Um, I think that's great. And Charity's got so many people in her corner. I, I loved when she was talking to her dad. He talks about love as being a responsibility to each other. Yes. And I loved that. And I thought that was just... Her family's clearly got a lot of love and, like, her parents have really nailed down that relationship it seems like they've I don't know well I hope
0: Zach realizes that I don't know we've seen Zach avoid conflict time and time again and I feel like the responsibility thing is important because Zach seems to think that love is like this effortless magical thing and I could be wrong like I wish I had a better understanding of Zach's dating history like we really don't know anything about why Zach is the way he is in relationships what he wants out of a relationships, and. I just wish that he would realize that like like love actually takes so much work and you have to be able to communicate about hard things and you have to work through those things and then establish like now that we've worked through that how are we going to grow together to avoid like being in that same
1: situation again, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I just think about mine and Solomon's relationship and how much effort it has taken to really understand each other and each other's needs and how many times we've gotten it wrong and had to come back to the table and had to, you know, continually have, yeah, really hard conversations. It's not been effortless at all. Like, love doesn't conquer all. No, it doesn't. You have to be willing to work, 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 work. Yeah, and coming back to that responsibility to each other, like – I do really want to have a a podcast with you or an episode where we talk about, I think love more as a theme or a concept, but I do think love isn't enough. And sometimes it gets a little old on this show that people have this expectation that your partner should be your best friend and all of these things. But yet one of the things that gets glossed over is like, what are somebody's actual needs in a relationship? Like, what do you have to do to have a successful relationship? And that's not what's talked about. It's like everybody's just talking about the end goal. But it's like, well, but to get there takes work. <laughs> so that's my diatribe. I feel like all we've
0: seen is Zach prioritizes his own needs. And maybe that's editing. Maybe that's the show. But <laughs> I feel like love is so much about prioritizing
1: someone else's needs over your own. Yeah. It is kind of alarming. Like, Zach does not feel like somebody who's ready for an engagement. Zach barely feels ready to just, like, date one person.
0: Yeah, like, let's see how that goes.
1: For sure. Again, I want
0: to know about his dating history. I'm still so, like, how have we not talked more about that? At least with Matt James, he was very honest about the fact, like, I've never been in love before, which is like, oh, that's concerning. Maybe shouldn't be on this show. Absolutely. Um, but we at least knew – like, what his dating history was and the fact he had had a few girlfriends, but he had never felt like he fell in love. You know, we, in the past, the show has used um, the lead's dating history to kind of define them and make, like, a character for them. Like, Ben Higgins thought he was unlovable. And, you know, Nick was the guy that got left three times on the show. We don't know, like, why Zach actually is The Bachelor. Like, what is that trope? Like, what is it about Zach that... Like, why are we cheering for him to find a person right now?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I also feel like that was a similar problem that we had with Clayton. Like, no doubt, these guys are probably just fine in real life. You know, I don't I don't want to go hard on anybody's, like, actual character, who they are. But at the same time, yeah, there's nothing particularly compelling. It's like, okay, so you're white. You're, you're Christian. In your <laughs> you're in your mid-20s. You're in your mid-20s, tall, handsome. That's it and like you're having a hard time finding love yeah why let's like let's explore that and we just haven't it feels like these guys are being chosen for you know the fact that they're probably not going to be i hate to say it but like problematic but like that feels unfair to everybody who has been because like matt james it's like that's real that's that's his life that's his experience that's And yeah, it can get messy, but that's I I do want the mess of people's lives, and you know we don't have to watch that at their expense. But it does help us figure out who they are and what their motivation is and what they're looking for. It made
0: his season more interesting, knowing that. Yeah, a lot more compelling. Even though it's like, well, you probably shouldn't be on the show. I'm still like more invested because I'm (laughs) I'm watching you try to figure this shit out, like knowing you've never been in love before,
1: right? That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um. Charity's family, man, they are worried about her and they feel like they have every right to be. Yeah. She's clearly been through the ringer. Yeah. Um, I love, one of the things that I've noted in the past is families are like, listen, you were a huge pain in the ass the last time you got your heart broken and <laughs> this is not a good time for like, me. Like, are we being set up for that again? We need to. We because need like, I know. don't want to do this. And her family's just like, we love you. You know we'll be here we just don't want to see you sad. I love that. Oh my gosh, the love from her brother. When they both just started crying wow. was man. All of these families just like warmed my soul. This also- was so fun to see. Like I give us more of this. And I understand that broken families are also a very real thing, but like coming from a broken family, it just it fills me with joy to know that there are families out there that can just love and support each other through the good times and through the bad. Yeah. So sweet.
0: Also, her brother was super attractive.
1: Very. (laughs) Good genetics. Yeah. Um, Here for that. Yeah, you know, I we kind of mentioned it. These these thing these hometowns didn't really have a ton going on. So, is there anything else about charities? Um
0: her strong woman friend circle, that's what I called them in my notes. Um I love
1: that one of them asked, "Are you prepared for the risk?" Yeah, which is again the right questions to be asking. Like because it's 25% yeah, chance you're states. not it. And I love Charity's response that she felt like she was ready to to take on the risk because she was – she's feeling it.
0: Yeah, and what's been great is watching Charity transition from telling Zach about her past relationship and the shame and all of that, but seeing her grow more and more confident. Like, since we found out that story, I feel like she's really – like, almost convinced herself, like, I am ready, and I'm not letting that hold me back anymore. Yes. And you, I feel like you can kind of almost physically see that on her. Yeah. Especially she, in the tell-all.
1: She sits taller. She's just, uh, yeah, it is really cool to see that growth in her. And can we, I guess at this point, it's probably not a spoiler. So, I mean... Spoiler, she gets chosen to be the Bachelorette. And, like, Bow, meow, meow. yeah, we're, like, three <laughs> days late on this. But, like,
0: if you don't know, it's your own damn fault.
1: Yeah, at this point. But I I get it. And I think that is really cool. And I'm glad that she's able to, like, own that story. And I think it's a lot different to make the choice to be hurt. Whereas with her issue, when, you know, she was the victim of infidelity and, what sounds like a lot of emotional abuse. That's yeah. not your choice. Like you're not choosing to have your heart broken. You're not going forward. Yeah, that that was all ripped from her. She had no no choice in the matter. And I think at least here she is choosing. Like, okay, I could get hurt, and I accept that that's a potential outcome of this. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. And so I think that's just really cool for her to get the option to choose and to move forward with it. And
0: yeah,
1: Uh yeah.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited for charity. And also, I'm already more invested in her story because we have an idea of what her story is.
1: Yeah, we've got a sense that, you know, opening up a trauma does, in fact, endear us to people. But also, she's been really great about, yeah, taking ownership of it. Yes. Mm. Ah, so fun. Taking her power back. Um, anything else? Uh, No, I think we can move on to Katie. Cool. So then we pop over to Austin, Texas. I loved this. I thought, I thought this was, was a great so date. smart for Katie to just make Zach run errands with her. Yeah. And one thought that I had, though, was that grocery store looks very expensive.
0: Yeah, it was like a boutique grocery store. It was on South Congress, and that's like a
1: touristy area. Yeah, she's also probably only lived in Austin for like two weeks, so that might be her favorite grocery store because that might be the only one she actually knows about. How do you move to a new city and then go on The Bachelor? That seems so stressful to me. I agree. She's a traveling nurse, so like some flexibility with that. Like, I don't know. I always think of work and how you're going to pay the bills. But yeah, I guess the emotional side of it too.
0: (laughs) That just seems like a lot.
1: I agree. And then to come home to a house you're not moved into? Yeah, at least – it didn't even look like Zach got that bookcase put together. I, not. I don't know if Zach's very handy or not. Mm, I didn't get that vibe. I didn't either. Um, that date was really fun, though. I think that's exactly how those dates should go. Like, what is it like to exist in the real world with this person? Ooh, um, I
0: wanted to ask you, because she brings up how pasta shape is important, and I totally agree. Mm-hmm. What is your preference of pasta
1: shape? I... <sighs> going to make me say it. I like any form of spaghetti noodle because like I just want to get so much of it on my fork and just shove it in my mouth and experience <laughs> the joy of just <laughs> chomping on pasta. I love
0: that. Oh man. But what about you? Well, if it is a spaghetti like a longer noodle, I like bucatini and that's like the thicker one oh, yeah, just because delicious. I like thick noodles. Um if it wasn't a spaghetti noodle, I like, I think it's called orquietta, but it's almost like little cowboy hat shapes. They're like, it's Ugh. like a shell, but it's it's almost like a bold pasta that's like slightly pinched. Yeah. Because they like become little bowls for the sauce. Yeah. And they stack up to create little
1: thick pasta stacks. So funny. Oh, Solomon yeah. feels the same way about stuff. He's always way pickier than I am about the pasta, so I just <laughs> let him choose.
0: Joe likes angel hair, and I would probably say, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are certain sauces that pair well with lighter pastas, and I totally acknowledge that. But angel hair is probably my least favorite pasta.
1: Interesting. That's fair. I just love pasta. So I'm pretty much willing to eat anything and all of it. Uh, I love that Katie was like, oh, my God, I love flowers. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Me too. Same. I don't think there's a person alive that doesn't appreciate a good bouquet of flowers that they didn't have to pay for. I
0: I think I do have a girlfriend that doesn't like getting
1: flowers. But she's definitely in the minority. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could not like it, but flowers. So then we move from moving in to meeting Katie's family. Katie talking about her mom before we meet her mom was so intense to me. Just like, wow, the 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 relationship that they have and the love there is so palpable. It was like, I, I'm kind of left speechless. Well,
0: her mom has been her rock. Yeah. Like probably one of the only consistent people in her life.
1: Yeah, and I just want to give a, like a massive shout out to Katie's mom who feels like she's shouldering. I mean, obviously she raised two kids had these two men walk out of her life and then still has the courage to come on this show and be like, yeah, Katie, I like him. Yeah, what a kick mom. But then for Katie, yeah. I also felt like it was a lot for Katie to be like, man, if you say that you're not into this... Yeah, she's like, and I would reevaluate it. Like, whoa, there's a lot of pressure for her mom. But her mom just like rose the occasion and like, just what a remarkable woman, truly. I... That's really all I have to say. I just was really floored by her. Like, I think that that is something very special to have a woman yeah. who can come out like that um, and be just so loving and supporting of her kids and not let her shit become their shit. She also just had really good energy. Like, She did. She I, did not have a chip on her
0: shoulder. Right? I felt like Zach's interaction with her was one of the better ones. And I think it was because of the energy she was bringing into the room. Yeah. And that Zach was, like, way more at ease. Um, and not I'm, that's not a criticism of the other people. I'm just I, that was just something I noticed in their interaction.
1: Yeah, I mean, my thoughts on that too are I do feel like still Zach is probably picking Katie, and so I suspect Zach also maybe brought slightly oh, different energy. Go. That's probably true. I don't know, but like, no, I felt think like, that's probably spot on because with her. Mom, he said, I can 100% say I yes. see a future with Katie. And 100%. I was like- 100%. I'm like, did we get that math anywhere else? No. Oh, Next hmm. week, it could change yeah. for Ariel. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I thought that that was- hmm. To be fair, though, all of these dates went so well. Yeah. Like, everybody's hometown was just amazing. The families were good.
0: I definitely left Ariel's date being like this- doesn't, this relationship
1: makes no sense. I agree. I, I do not. I think Zach and Ariel have a lot of fun together in a sense of like chemistry, so much chemistry. We've talked about this the whole time. They're just making out all over the place.
0: And then Zach realized like, oh, she's actually also fun to talk to.
1: Yeah. And also though, there's just no way.
0: Well, we've all dated the person that you're like almost drunk on the chemistry And then after being with that person enough, you're like, oh, we actually make zero sense together.
1: Yeah. Like, we just wanted to fuck each other's brains out. Yeah, we should just be friends with benefits until something else, like, comes along. Like, just capitalize on the chemistry, have good sex, move along.
0: Yeah, like, I think Ariel's so rad, but seeing Zach in her world, I was like, oh, this Mm -mm. makes it even, like, more obvious. She's too cultured for him. Yeah. I don't know. That was like my one takeaway of like, wow, that doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. So we wrap up all of these dates with a knock on the door from our BFF, Sean Lowe. Oh, God. Why? Why do we have to have this right now? Yeah. And like, Sean did not provide any clarity. He was just like, yeah, I picked the woman I had the most fun with.
0: I was like, are they out of content? Like, why are we spending time with this conversation?
1: Also, where are Zach's friends? They also- brought in Clayton's friends. They have brought in other people's friends. We met, what, Cameron C. from Matt James? Oh, yeah. Like, we've met friends. Tyler Cameron, yeah. Tyler Cameron, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, you're totally good. Uh, where are Zach's friends? Did nobody want to show up on this show for him? Like, why are we not getting to meet people Ooh, in that's Zach's life? A
0: good point. Also, why is this the third like woman debrief we got? Like, well, I liked this about so and so, and I liked this about so and so. And I was just like, oh my God, this is a third episode where we've gotten like a rundown in the rankings.
1: Yeah, it feels like the show is trying really hard to bring us back to olden bachelor days, which you've been pointing out all over the place. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. That's all I've got to say for it, but I don't like it either. I feel like it's not a good move for the show, and I just boo. Yeah, and I left feeling like we still don't know Zach. Yeah,
0: nothing. Give us something more. This seems like it would be a good opportunity to get to know him better, understand where his head's at, like talk about his relationship experiences.
1: Yeah, to have nothing. his friends come in and be like, Hey, so-and-so, you know – Seems really similar to women you've dated in the past, but this person seems totally different yeah, and like knew. yeah, like anything. Sean didn't, and I love that when Sean left, Zach's like, yeah, I don't, I still don't know. <laughs> like yeah, because that was big surprise, not useful, no. So we go to the rose ceremony oh. where we sadly say goodbye to Charity. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. And again, Zach just not coming in with any good answers. Nothing. I think this might be my least favorite
0: Zach moment on the whole show so far was watching his Goodbye with Charity because it
1: felt felt forced. It felt like he was performing. It felt recycled. He already had said that to Brooklyn.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so he uses the same. He uses a version of the same line that he uses for Brooklyn, and we we celebrated that line when he used it for Brooklyn. We're like, wow, like if you gotta go, like what a great like thing to say to someone you're breaking up with. Yeah. Right. And then when he uses it again on Charity, oh, it was so cringy. I. Oh I, yeah, you're just I, like, I oh, this is just. Wait, reused reuse the line that you reused on Brooklyn. Yeah, like, no. And then him also being like, I don't know, maybe I made a mistake. What? Charity being
1: like, don't say that. Don't
0: say that.
1: Yeah, don't say that. Never tell somebody that you're breaking up with, maybe you're making the wrong decision. Like, then you need to take more time or keep your mouth shut because that's a displacement of discomfort to you. Yes. That's him refusing to sit with the discomfort of making a tough decision. And But it's also playing with the other person's head. Absolutely. And it's like, nope, that is yours to sit with. You need to keep quiet. You're sending her home. You're breaking her heart. Do not say that to her. Like, she should not... How does that help her in this moment? It doesn't. But Zach just wanted to feel better about himself. Yes, of
0: course. It was totally selfish. So then he does all the heavy sighs and the hugs, and then she gets in the car, and then... He's acting like he's crying,
1: but we don't see any tears. His hand is like up by his eyes. yeah, he's just covering his face and kind of pretending to cry. I've never felt super compelled to call people out for pretending to cry, but I have noticed a few times this season Zach trying to cry and just not crying. It's like, I... just don't even go there, man. Like I mm. you're not crying. It's fine. Move along. <laughs> I was so
0: so disappointed with the way he ended things with Charity.
1: Yeah, that was a huge
0: huge bummer. And also Charity is a very understanding easy person to talk to. I mean, yes, the circumstances are really hard, but of like all the women that can like
1: sit there and be present with you, it's Charity. Yeah, so you owed her like a genuine thoughtful response and he didn't have one. No. And spoiler alert. That's why alert, he was so performative. He didn't have one at the Women Tell All either. Yeah. Boo. Um, That's two boos for me. So today. what do we want to give our drama rating for this?
0: Do you want me to go first? Yeah.
1: I feel like I've gone first the last couple times. Um, I'll give it a three. Yeah. I actually feel like that way, and I'm just going to give that to Bobby. Yeah. Bobby carried us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Yeah. We appreciate you asking actually hard-hitting questions.
0: Yes. As cringy as it was, I, I felt like I needed that. I needed something to react to. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I definitely had two, I very like two different reactions to it. I appreciated it because he was asking questions that absolutely needed to be asked. And that level of skepticism, especially around somebody that you care about, makes total sense to me. And then there's the part of me that's like, Ooh, but you should be nice. Yeah. Oh God. Poor Zach. Kind of. But like I think actually I fall more on the side of like, yeah, Bobby's a dick, but also fine, be a dick because I totally get it, and Zach had that coming. Which makes it good television. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that. Was that. And um, we got a teaser for Sex Week. So
0: is the franchise calling it that because that's what Zach calls it now?
1: Yeah, I think it was a weird move, and we'll find out next week, for Zach to, like... Why is he making it about that? Because that's not necessarily what it's about. Also, again, guess what, Zach? Relationships are two people. Two. Two sentient (laughs) beings that have thoughts and ideas and feelings about things. And so for Zach to just, like, declaratively, I'm the bachelor,
0: and I am not having sex. I say no. That's like what if one of the women, what if the woman that you want to be with at the end of this is like, I actually need this to know like if we make sense in this way and I don't know if I can go all the way with you without having this connection with you.
1: Yeah, also just like, don't say it. Also just just leave it between you and that person. Yeah. And like, yes, Zach should be smart about that. And do I think you should sleep with all three women? You know? It definitely is up to you and maybe, you know, and the women with, and the women approach with caution. But like, I also do think that there's value in genuinely exploring all the relationships and for Zach to just write that off. And then clearly he's not going to stick to it. Something's going to happen. Um, I think that's why they He decided. has just
0: made the biggest mess for himself.
1: He has. Clayton 2.0. At
0: least Clayton wasn't like, I'm not having sex. Clayton's like, I'm fucking everybody. everybody. (laughs) And maybe Zach is doing this in response to Clayton, which also seems dramatic. But yes, I understand that fantasy suites, obviously there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot there. We know that what can happen, they're in these beautiful suites in this romantic setup. It's the only time they have an overnight without cameras. Like it's a loaded situation.
1: absolutely. But it doesn't mean that everyone's having sex. No, it's a, yeah. And And so why, yeah, why declare it at all? Just keep it to yourself. And
0: again, drunk on bachelor power, but yeah, declaring like, I'm not having sex
1: this week. It's also like he's trying to like prove how good he is. Yeah, that there's a level of uh, moral superiority that comes with not having sex. I am a man, but I am not going to have sex this week. okay. Cool. Thanks for telling us. Why don't you
0: just talk about it with the women that you're developing intimate connections with? Yeah.
1: I don't know. There's definitely a way to handle that. So, God. uh, Looking forward to next week. But first, we had to sit through the women's tell-all. Oh, man. This tell-all, for some reason, just felt super recappy. It did. And we even watched it together because we were kind of excited, thinking, like, maybe it would make it more fun. And you're like, you're one of the people that I have the most fun with. And same. Even you couldn't save it. Yeah, it was a it was pretty lame o. Yeah. I I do we've got some things we wanted to talk about. And I think one of the first things that was so cool, uh, going back to the Kylie and Anastasia uh kerfuffle. Yeah, shout out to Genevieve. Yes, for calling out microaggressions <laughs> and <laughs> so just unabashedly explaining like this is something that black women have to deal with all the time is being labeled aggressive when they're absolutely not being aggressive and how careful that they end up having to be and how they get labeled that just at the blink of an eye and it is, it that is exactly what Anastasia did. Oh my gosh. She delivered this so calmly, so eloquently. I just
0: wanted to stand up and give her a... I, and standing ovation. I just felt like we need more people to just talk
1: about issues like this, like that. And I think, too, what was so neat about that moment is that as we find out later, oh, no, I'm getting Genevieve and Allie mixed up. But I, I thought it was,
0: was it Genevieve, though, yeah, that Genevieve. was her roommate? Oh, no, Genevieve was roommates with Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she did. Defend she defend Anastasia. Anastasia. Like it's. I love it when we can have conversations around these things without just fully villainizing and writing someone yeah, off as a human. Genevieve and Anastasia were still friends. Yeah, they're good, but that doesn't absolve Anastasia of you know microaggressions and you know participating in something that is really degrading to Black women. So well, and I think also it's rad for Genevieve to care
0: about Anastasia and. As a friend, like, I'm gonna break this down for you. Yes. But, because like,
1: this is where you need to grow. Because we are, as white people, are not owed that labor. Yeah. And so, anytime somebody wants to educate us, like, you're grateful and you listen. Yeah. So, that was, ugh. and to tack onto that, Greer got put in the hot seat for defending wow. blackface. <sighs> that and was a lot. We have some emotions about that. Well, first, I think it's absolute, complete horseshit that Greer gets called out for defending blackface. Yeah, I mean, that's not good. And not good. To be clear, this is all bad. But Eric, last season, who actually wore blackface. So Gabby's winner, Eric. Not one single word was said about this. Not, and that, and not, not one.
0: That's why I heard that because they failed to acknowledge that is the reason why Michelle is no longer on The Bachelor podcast.
1: Yeah, can you imagine, especially if you came there to like think that you were going to be part of that conversation and then it just never happens?
0: So yeah, so that's embarrassing. Um, I believe that this happened in part probably because the show got so much heat for not acknowledging that. Yeah. And so that's like, on the one hand, like Greer got put in a very, I mean, I'm glad the show did it and Greer had a great um opportunity to like talk through it and talk about how she's grown and what she's learned but it was pretty disparaging to see Greer go through that and not Eric go through that
1: yeah um I also think the show protects men more than it protects women yeah clearly that just I cannot get past that but to go back to Greer I loved it she owned it she's like one of the things that did not get said in my apology was that what I did was racist my ignorance was racist my friend wearing was black fuzz, fuzz. yes and like yes the acknowledgement of the thing and they brought on uh dr kira banks to i guess at some point talk with greer and work through her stance around this and i thought that was really cool for greer to get an opportunity to understand what she needed to do. And she talks about how she started looking into what was wrong with blackface, the history of it, and, you know, just came right out and said that it is dehumanizing of the black community. And like for The Bachelor to be airing this and talking about that was like, wow, okay, here we go. And then Jesse, Yeah, I wanted to know how I think it was really good that
0: Jesse acknowledged that the franchise has not had a good track record of, like, talking about these harder issues. And I don't know. I feel like that's the first time, like, since Chris, Harrison's le- Chris Harrison has left that, I don't know, like, I'm just glad that the face of the show, like, sat with that and, like, said it out loud. Because it's what we've all been feeling. And so for the show to acknowledge it publicly,
1: like, I'm just hoping that's a sign that they're going to be better about it in the future.
0: Yeah, let's have
1: these hard conversations. And I loved it because, you know, Dr. Kara Banks said, you can't nice our way out of racism. And it's true. We can't. And when everybody's so worried about what being racist is going to do to somebody who was racist or did something racist, we're never going to get anywhere. We have to call these things out for what they are. We have to be able to sit in the discomfort and we have to talk about it. And so… Cool. I mean, it's a low bar. I don't want to give the show too much praise. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath yet. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to give the show a ton of praise for doing it, but I was grateful to see it. Um, And I'm hopeful that they will continue to be better. Same, especially with a black bachelorette. Like, do not put racist white men on this show. Like, do your research, vet these people. I, we don't need another situation for a black man to be. Like Rachel season. Yeah. There's so many things that can go wrong here when the show isn't careful. It's not enough to have a token black person show up on a show and be like, oh, diversity. You have to create a culture and an environment and a space where they can thrive.
0: Yeah. Enable them to succeed. Yeah. And that requires doing research. So <laughs> Well, the show has failed at that in the past. Oh. So I guess we'll season just see after what season,
1: it feels like. It's like, is this on purpose? Or are you just lazy? Yeah, both. I don't know. Um, So that was, I think, probably for both of us, probably like the shining thing that came from the women tell all.
0: Yeah. And I'm just glad that everyone who was a part of those conversations had an opportunity to like voice
1: that on ABC. Yes. (laughs) Love that. That was powerful. It was. It was good. Um. You wanted to talk about Zach not apologizing to Jess. Okay. Well, first off, I want to say,
0: like, I don't know if I'm a huge Jess fan, but I do think that the way that Jess went out of the show, like, we talked about it after that episode. Jess was really forthright and, like, how she was feeling and I felt like she navigated that harder conversation with as much grace and patience as she could mm-hmm. and she was met with Zach making her feel like what she was looking for was um, like impossible, It made her feel like she was asking a lot he all of a sudden was confused by why she was wanting what she was wanting and all she was wanting was time because it was getting close to hometowns Yeah, very normal I want to spend time with you before I'm in a position where I have to decide if I want you to meet my family or not. Yeah, there's nothing unreasonable about that. For Zach to like freak out and be like, it's not about one on ones. Like, why do you need this? Like, why are you doubting this process all of a sudden? And to put, put it back on her, I just felt like it was one of those moments where, like, He was making it feel like her feel like it was her problem instead of taking any accountability in that situation for just having stronger connections with other people.
1: And you would hope that him having an opportunity to watch that back could like learn something. Um, Hello, but he didn't. He came out of that gate and he was like, Yeah, I was frustrated. frustrated. Like, to be clear, frustrated is not an emotion. And you shouldn't throw that term around when you're trying to work something out with. A, a partner or somebody that you care about, like what are you actually feeling? Because frustrated isn't a feeling, and it Again, just felt like a cop zero out. accountability. No, he's just like I was just frustrated. Like so,
0: yeah. And then I was blindsided
1: that you left, and then I cried. Like what? Yeah, that was bizarre. I mean, this is all just kind of fitting the bill, though, of Zach not just not showing up and giving these.
0: Well, he has these moments of emotional intelligence, and then he has these moments
1: where I'm like, oh my god, are you five?
0: Yeah, because like what had, are we've, we
1: doing? We've definitely had episodes where you have really been singing his praises, but it feels like those moments are easier for him to sit back and take in, you know, Kat's story or Brooklyn's story, Charity's story. He doesn't oh, have any and buy-in he in have or to response do anything. to anything. Yeah, he just is listening. But I think the second that it turns on him, he's lacking a lot of emotional char- maturity <sighs> and being able to really take in any sort of criticism or thing that you know might come off as unflattering to him and it just like he can't take it.
0: That is a great observation and
1: I think you are 100% right. Like when he ha- is a
0: part of navigating the issue, he doesn't know how to.
1: No, he has no but idea. But if he can
0: just listen to someone else's issue and then respond in like a comforting I hear you type of
1: narrative. So this is a message for all you parents out there. You know, sure, you probably shouldn't be fighting in front of your kids all the time and if you're going to throw something at your husband maybe, you know, if you're, you're Just like, don't. But like, it is important to show your kids how to handle conflict and how to handle that maturely. And I do think, you know, Zach saying, oh, well, my parents never fought. It's like, well, then you never had any good behavior modeled for you on how to handle that. Because ultimately, there will be conflict in a relationship, it's unavoidable. And so, how are your how is anybody supposed to learn if they never see it? Zach gets flustered and then he's like,
0: oh, I don't know how to actually navigate the emotions I'm experiencing and you're causing me to feel this way. So you're the problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And this is bye. Ugh,
1: oh, didn't God. like that. So ugh. um, another point that really struck me in this women's to I think it is such a strategy for the villains of the season to come in and sit silently while the rest of the house gets so riled up. Yeah, Christina, everybody went hard on her. And she just sat there and let it all unfold. And this is a tactic we saw Shanae take last season, too, of The Bachelor. And I feel like it is just next-level manipulation Oh, yeah, she's playing mind games. Yeah, that you have really stirred the pot- You have really done some damage, and it is easy to come in and just sit with a smile on your face and be like, "Oh, but everything's fine." Yeah, like, and I'm also being the bigger person right now, making you look crazy. Yes, it is. I hate that. Like, yeah, it was gross. So, wasn't a fan of that. She looked very orange. Oh my gosh! Like, Christina is beautiful on the
0: show. Like her, like bone structure. Like, wow. Incredibly beautiful woman on the show. I was like, you look, I'm sorry. This is just mean, but your makeup is making you look so much older than you are. She looked plastic. Like she just like, why? Why? You are, you are gorgeous on the show. Yeah. Breathtaking. I do want to also comment on Olivia's pathetic attempt to be relevant. Isn't that so funny? Who was that other guy? Roby, the magician. Yes, it was like that. Where it's like, obviously, this is a desperate audition for paradise. Yes. You're like, I went home night one, but I am here to, you know, stir the pot. And like, all of a sudden, I'm Team Christina.
1: And all the women are like, what? Sit down. Like, go home. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if producers don't just like really goad them. They're like, you have one shot at this. And if you don't impress us, you better get in there. Yeah. If you say nothing, that's it. You're not I going mean, to paradise. It's
0: probably smart. Yeah. I found that that was like one of the, the brief, interesting moments of the All
1: um, Women Tell All. Yeah. It's like, whoa, Olivia. No, 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 no. Shh. <laughs> um, Let's see. Oh, Anastasia and Allie, the kissing. I oh my God. was so surprised by this, you guys, because this show also, I mean, they're probably far more likely to show. Lesbians or women together than they ever would like two men per se so yeah. like not as risky but still we went for it and we had this really intimate sweet moment of Anastasia helping Allie work on her kissing
0: yeah like coaching her like this is how it's gonna happen you know he might say this you might ask if he can kiss you and then you're gonna lean in and first of all I found the whole
1: thing hilarious but also we got some answers <laughs>
0: I also love when she was like trying to figure out, wait, like, so if he uses tongue, do I use tongue? Like do people use tongue at the same time?
1: And I'm like, oh God, Allie, like (laughs) I had no idea she was at this point in her life of not having made out. Also I
0: don't want to shame like I don't want to shame that. That's fine. But but also I also felt for her like in that moment of like being on a television show and going in for a public kiss, if you don't feel confident kissing. Well, especially this show,
1: because sometimes Oh, excuse me, I have to like look away because they get too close and personal with the kissing and you can like hear the spit moving around in people's mouths.
0: And there's been some leads that have been bad kissers and it's just like, oof, you see it. You, It's almost like you can sense when a kiss is good or not because you're like feeling it while watching it How almost. weird was it
1: that Matt James kissed with his eyes open? <laughs> Poor Matt James. Weird. Uh, But we did get answers on the orange. We had wondered about the kissing the orange situation with Allie in the Zoom. In London. Yeah, with the Zoom cocktail party with Zach. And I was like, I have no idea why you would kiss an orange. Yeah, like,
0: what is this? I mean, I still don't know why you would kiss an
1: orange, except for Allie and Anastasia used an orange. For Zach and Allie just spent some time so she licking have, and tonguing and doing every dirty thing with the orange that she could to get practice with Zach. She must have told
0: Zach the orange story so that, you know, when they were in London, she like pulled it
1: out as like, a, hey, remember this funny thing I told you? Yeah, I, I hope she told him. That's a pretty cute anecdote. Well, I hope she did too. Otherwise, it's really he weird. probably was also like, why are you pulling out an orange and kissing it? Yeah, why am I kissing an orange? <laughs>
0: Yeah. I love Allie. I wish we had more Allie content. I do too. She was so fun. I also wish we had more Mercedes content.
1: Speaking Um, of. The twerk. I do not like bloopers. Like bloopers are never something that I'm super pumped about. I guess outtakes. These weren't really bloopers, but they called them bloopers. It was just like stuff they didn't show us. Oh, that's right. That's what these were. The twerking was amazing. Oh my
0: God. First of all, Mercedes is probably... In my opinion, one of the top three like stunning women on this season. Like, she is like, I'm just like, holy shit, you're beautiful. And then all of a sudden, they like
1: drop to her like twerking. And I was just like, damn. And then it gets even better because Brianna's like, I see your twerk and I raise you a single butt cheek flick at a time. And she turns and like, I kid you, like each butt cheek just like beautifully going up. The skill. And all the white women were like, what? Like
0: I loved Katie like on all fours, like turning your head to be like, what? Trying to like this figure out
1: angle? Well, yeah, like can you even flex your glute muscles? Oh my god. It was epic and none of them could do it. Not what? even a little that that they all turned around and the camera was like, all four of these women on the couch. And Brianna's like, I don't see any movement. <laughs> I think Gabby was like, My back might break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so good. That was so fun. I that was a that was a real shining moment Why of this episode. Why don't we see more stuff like that casually on the show? I know. I feel like we've probably brought this up before, but like Susie from Clayton season is so funny, and her personality was just absolutely non-existent. It really does a disservice to everybody who goes on this show to not have these clips in there because it just makes everybody so much more human, so much more fun. Yes. It you makes the show enjoyable.
0: You learn way more about someone's personality just in like watching them
1: interact in these group scenes than you do in these ITMs. Right. Where they're like completely stressed being fed lines from, not fed lines, but asked questions, you know, leading yeah. questions by producers. Like, no, give me, yeah, give me the real stuff. I want to see the interaction. Give me the twerks. I think it's so cool though. I really do think that <laughs> that all of these these ladies are getting along this season. So, because then we also got to see them slapping each other in the face with tortillas. Oh, my god. Have you done this? No. I want to. <laughs> that would be hard.
0: So, okay. So, you play paper, rock, scissors, and then whoever loses has to stand there, and you both have
1: water in your mouth? Yeah. And, you, and you, you, you get
0: slapped with a tortilla, and the goal is to not spit out the water? Yes. Okay.
1: But both people have to keep the water in the mouth. But it's probably harder if you're the person getting slapped across the face to like keep- physical. And then you're also laughing. Yeah. Can I I wonder what it's like to get slapped across the face by a tortilla.
0: <laughs> I feel like someone could do it really hard.
1: Yeah. I don't want to play with Solomon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't really want to play with Joe either.
1: Yeah. See, we'll do anything to win. <laughs> yeah. We're only going to play if we have a chance of winning. Yeah. Uh, I think another really incredible shining moment of – women tell all was Kat getting the hot seat. Um, sort not really the hot seat, but she got to come sit and talk one-on-one with Jesse. And she started saying how the show really impacted a relationship with her family. And I was bracing. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, this could be bad. This could be bad. And instead Kat proceeds to tell us that she is working on a relationship with her mom and has had more of a mother daughter relationship. Yeah. Ah, uh, my heart. That was so just joyous to hear. Right? Man. Like, if anything else comes out of the show, great. But, like, that to me feels so good. And I'm so happy for Kat. Yes. Like, that, oh. Wow. What a moment. And unexpected. I, I truly was bracing for the worst. Like, there was no way I thought that was going to be what it was. So happy that she has formed a better connection with her mom.
0: Yeah. And that, like, if nothing else, she got that out of this experience.
1: She's clearly heartbroken over Zach, yes. but I think she will, in the long run, be um. She's a
0: babe. She'll be fine. We'll probably see her on Paradise. She is flawless. Yeah. Like, Jess and I were looking at her makeup, and we're like, how does she make her eyes, like, how do her eyes look like that? And I was like, I think her eyes are just that way.
1: Like, I think she's just pretty. Because, like, her makeup with, Yeah. She clearly had makeup on, but you couldn't really see it or tell. But her, yeah, wow. wow. Charity too, same boat. Just like, ugh, damn. Who was your best dressed for the tell-all? I think it's actually probably a toss-up between Charity and Cat for me. I think that they both looked really, really good. Mercedes. I was going to say Mercedes is probably mine with the red off the shoulder. Kylie also was rocking a really stunning blue ruched gown with like the drop earrings with like stones in the middle of them. I have to say, I I was really unimpressed with what Brooklyn brought to the tell-all. Yes.
0: And I, I didn't dislike Brooklyn on the show. You know, there was the drama with Kat and Charity about Kat stealing Zach before Charity's date. And I know we've already talked about this on the podcast, but I was kind of hoping that... I mean, I know they revisit drama, but I was hoping since Cat and Charity seemed like they had totally resolved it and they were okay with each other that we wouldn't be beating this dead horse that Brooklyn beated repeatedly on the show. And she was still just like defensive, coming in hot, using her same old, like, if the shoe fits,
1: yeah, she said, lace that bitch up. She said that like three times. Yeah, it's
0: like, okay, are you going
1: to make t-shirts and sell them after yeah like it was a good one-liner but like we need to be done yeah I'm I've got two feelings on that on the one hand I love Brooklyn's tenacity and willingness to defend charity and really just stick up for a friend and just an unrelenting commitment to that I like there is something about that that I just like I do appreciate and on the other hand like maybe don't double down quite so hard. I think you know you can say I meant what I said. I felt that I'm really glad we've got resolution yeah, now, exactly. and just leave it at that. Like you don't have to even apologize if you don't want to. But like, yeah, to just keep coming in hot doesn't quite help the situation. And maybe like, that's her paradise audition. I don't know. Oh, but- I'm sure that it is. And Brooklyn is a is a hoot. She's fun. I oh, I, I want good things for her. And like I said, I still. Believe like Brooklyn would make a hell of a girlfriend. Like you want Brooklyn on your side.
0: I think it's really good.
1: She said what she said when it initially
0: happened. It was more so the fact that it was so drawn out, and it's like this is not your fight to fight. Yeah. And Charity
1: is a strong woman, and she can have these interactions. Right. Don't infantilize your friends either, and make it to where they can't take care of their own business. Yeah.
0: Unless it was a situation where she like asked Charity, like, do you want me to talk to her about this, or like, do you want do you me you to feel come comfortable be supportive? talking about this? Yeah. But. So, yeah, great uh, friend to have in your corner. Definitely don't want to be, you know, in a fight with Brooklyn. But I I was just like, really? Like, we're bringing this up to this extent again? It seems like Kat and Charity have resolved it. Whatever.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think I think Kat graciously accepted that she did not handle that well and, you know, that that was kind of a, a Christina she moment. Say, she took some accountability. She did. So... You know, and honestly, the only person that has, like, say in that, if it, like, is resolved or not is Charity, and Charity absolutely seemed like she was good to go at that point. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that is one of the downsides of the Women Tell All is that it does become an audition for Paradise, and I think sometimes the women just get really catty and extra shitty because they don't want to be unseen, and it's just a bummer. I don't know. I feel like everybody should get an invite to paradise.
0: Well, the beach would be too crowded.
1: We can do some games to just like rapid elimination. (laughs) Just like survivor style. Just like, man, if you can't hold on for 12 hours, you're out. Bye.
0: I actually love that idea.
1: Right? And then you get to enjoy paradise. Like, Ooh. We should do that. Yeah. Let's write ABC a letter. Okay.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you had seen some stuff about why Brianna wasn't at the tell all.
1: Well, I don't know why she wasn't at the tell all, but there was some weird stuff. Bachelor Data was pointing out that when Brianna left the show, she was around 8,000 followers. And then, steadily in really bizarre increments, like between 1,300 and 1,600 followers every single day. Just, like, going up, going up, going up, going up. And nobody really – there wasn't anything that, like – she didn't go viral. There was nothing that, like, sent her – that, like, grabbed that attention. And then on March 4th, she just deleted all of her social media. And there was speculation. Like, people within the franchise, I guess, had been, like, speculating about her numbers and wondering what was going on. She was apparently invited to the Women Tell All and declined to go. Wow. I know. So I just want to know what happened to our girl, Brianna, because, like, she's also a spitfire, and I, I, I want to see... She was also a very significant part of the
0: first part of the season.
1: Absolutely. Getting America's first impression rose, and then I love the way that she was like, yeah, this isn't for me.
0: And I also love that she got Christina, basically, yeah, out of there. It's
1: like, I'm done with this shit. So... We'll see. I'll keep everybody posted on what's going on with Brianna, but she's not on Instagram and she's not on TikTok and she just disappeared. Wow. Yeah. I could also see just getting a mental break from like all of it. That's fair. It's a lot. Well, I, I hope couldn't she's ab- okay. Me too. So sad we didn't get to see her. Impressed by her single butt cheek dancing <laughs> skills. Very impressed. Uh. I think we should. We can end on a really high note about Zach not understanding what mold mold. wine, Mm -hmm. mold, mold, not mold, not mold, mold, mold. So who is he drinking mold wine with, Brooklyn? Yeah, and he was explaining. He's like, I know it sounds really gross. And then a producer later was like, What do you mean it sounds gross? You do know it's mold. M-U-L-L-E-E-D. Not mold. And Zach's face It's not mold wine. Like, did you think it was wine made out of mold? mold? Zach's face, though, was incredible. It just like, he's that little emoji with like wide eyes and embarrassed (laughs) face. Just like, what? Because this whole time Zach has thought it was moldy wine. (laughs)
0: oh i love it so much it's so it's so bad
1: so bad zach oh wow mold
0: oh man we've all had those moments where you know we just didn't actually learn something in our childhood like i don't know there was one i'm trying to remember what it was but, you know, I had a friend that believed the like, oh, if you swallow a piece of gum, it stays in your body for eight years. You know, like stuff that. Or a watermelon seed and it's going to grow in your body. Yeah, you like, And then you, you become an adult and then you find out, oh, that's not actually how the world is. And you're like, oh, I've, my whole life I thought that was real. Yeah. You all have like those little isms, but watching Zach
1: have mold <laughs> wine is pretty te- good though. That was.
0: <laughs> yeah, having the, watching him have that moment on national television was gold.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty nice little wrap-up of the the women tell-all. Drama rating? I don't know. I don't want to... I didn't give it like a... Can I give it a three? <laughs> yeah. I'm torn between a three and a four. Three is a magic number. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I thought... I felt like there were some
1: good moments, but overall I was board yeah there wasn't in terms of drama really a ton of drama I will also do three so threes across the board yeah kind of a real lackluster week we still have not gotten our seven it's coming
0: on sex week
1: sex week how many times can we say times can we say sex week too like next week on sex week yeah we're like kids giggling over sex week when Zach declares he won't have sex. And then does have sex. And then feels bad about it. Yeah, can't wait. Maybe <laughs> that's we'll...
0: everything on fire. Yeah, let's hope he actually does. <laughs> well, at least we'll get some drama. Maybe yeah. it won't be a seven. I'm
1: hoping for a seven.
0: Give us a seven.
1: And if not, maybe we can get a seven out of Charity Season of The Bachelorette, which will probably start... In like July, we don't have any dates, but.
0: I'm hoping we just see Charity let loose a little bit. I want to see more of Charity. I want to see like
1: more of her personality. I do too. I think it could be really fun. I'm I'm here for it. I'm looking. Yeah, same. It's going to be a. It'll if nothing, be a time, but it, I'm hoping for a very good time.
0: If nothing else, the few things we know about Charity
1: is that she's a good
0: communicator. Yeah, She's a very compassionate, loving person. She's been through a lot and has learned from it and is, like, ready for – I actually, like, totally believe she is ready for, like,
1: I do too. a substantial relationship. And I will say that when somebody's got life experience, they've lived a life, you know, that – yeah, that's going to be compelling TV. Like, I am with you. I believe that she's going to be somebody who knows what she wants and hopefully won't take shit from people and, you know – Yeah, I'm is, here is, to
0: – I'm here for it, to watch her get it.
1: Me too. They did release pictures of the guys. Oh, they did? So. Okay. Yeah. We can, maybe once the season wraps up, we can have a shoot from the hip, what do we think of all these men rundown. I love that. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I don't know what the schedule is for this coming week. If it, I suspect it's probably one episode, and then they're going to make us wait for any sort of conclusions at all.
0: Because they didn't say anything about the schedule being different,
1: I would assume it's a normal week next week. And then I'm guessing the following week we'll have another Monday, Tuesday as the final two episodes. Ooh, and that maybe. will put us at 12. They'll either do
0: Monday, Tuesday, or they'll do like a three-hour finale. Whoa. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of TV. Yeah. Cool. Well?
0: But also the finale always seems so drawn out. Like, just like Who lot- is he with? Yeah, like not a lot
1: happens. Yeah, it's
0: a lot of pensive looks into the ocean.
1: Yeah, right. Because I don't even think anybody gets eliminated on Sex Week.
0: No, really, they have to. Do they? Because I yeah, always, I remember them. Too.
1: Okay, hopefully somebody does get I eliminated, mean, and it, anything can happen in the Bachelor world. So,
0: yeah, but usually finale, Zach's family will come in. They meet the final two. That's
1: right. And we do a
0: final date with each woman and Zach's like
1: I'm so confused, like what do I do? And Sean Lowe will probably come back. Sean Lowe will be there
0: and be like, Zach, tell me about it and he'll tell him and he'll be like, Wow. Yeah, this have was no fun with. experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well Good be- old Sean.
1: Yeah. Well I love it. We think it's Katie. I do. Really at least at it's the Katie. moment. He looks at her differently. And sort of, I think his language in talking to Katie's family was a lot more... 100%. Yeah, he he felt like he was was definitely feeling that.
0: I like Katie. I do too. And I think I, they make the most sense for each other as a couple out of who is left.
1: Well, I don't know if we touched on this, but they live in the same city. That is huge that for somebody them. not have to move. Yeah. It's, like, it's hard to... Like, uproot your entire life for somebody that you've known for 10 weeks and, like, move away from your friends and family for, I mean, you, you're engaged, but, like, are you? It's more like you're dating and there's a diamond, you know, involved.
0: Like, is Ariel leaving New York City?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, and it really doesn't seem like she would thrive in Austin, Texas. Like, I don't think that there's a lot that is going to call to her there. Yeah, very different. If New York is an extended member of her family. I don't know. It's bizarre to me that that's not discussed more. Or that they don't try and find contestants. I mean, I guess. Well, like,
0: love is blind. They, everyone is from the same city.
1: Which makes so much more sense because you've actually got a chance at making it work if you also then don't have to uproot your life. Right? Period. Yeah. They could even do regional, like West Coast. Yeah, because, like, the, the difference between, like, living in California and Washington is not that extreme because like you could drive there right and like it's a lot easier to short flight yeah it's a little bit easier but when you've got ariel living in new york and zach living in austin i don't know yeah it just feels really who's moving yeah you both move into la (laughs) yeah well yeah that's where everybody it was san francisco and now it's la yeah yeah so home stretch three more episodes Thank you all for being on this journey with us. We appreciate you. Yeah, and thanks for being patient this week with us. It's yeah. just busy, busy week. And we apologize for the lateness, um, but we appreciate you. Very much. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Jessica Brumbaugh and Mandy Booth. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumbaugh. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywalk. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pigeon House.